Welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast where we hear from mothers who are artists and creators, sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. Regular topics include mum guilt, identity, the day-to-day juggle, mental health and how children manifest in their art. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter and a mum of two boys from regional South Australia. I have a passion for mental wellness and a background in early childhood education. You can find links to my guests and topics they discuss in the show notes, along with music played, a link to follow the podcast on Instagram and how to get in touch. All music used on the podcast is done so with permission. The Art of Being a Mum acknowledges the Bowendick people as the traditional custodians of the land and water which this podcast is recorded on and pays respects to the relationship the traditional owners have with the land and water, as well as acknowledging past, present and emerging elders. My guest today is Alicia Verso, who goes by the stage name Alicia Liz. She is a Melbourne-based singer, songwriter and guitarist. Welcome to the podcast, Alicia. Thank you so much, Alison. It's a pleasure to be here, part of your podcast and your very first one too. Yeah, so exciting. Um, this, is, this is great. Thank you for being here. Um, so for those who may not be familiar with you and your music, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, what can I say? I'm mature aged um, and I'm just like, you know, I'm 40. I'm actually a few days shy of 41. And um, I'm just after a really long break getting back into the music industry. Um, I, I started studying when I was, um, you know, sort of straight out of high school, studied music and had, um, you know, high hopes and ambitions to to write music, record it, which I did start doing and gigging and I started doing that, um, you know, started doing both um, gigging with a, you know, corporate duo slash trio and also um, also with my original music with a with another artist that I met at, uh, at TAFE. We would do, um, you know, our own stuff together and she'd play bass, I'd play guitar. And um, yeah, so I took a took a long break, and um, so really my my music is to start off with was very contemporary, kind of you know sort of you think back in the early sort of two thousands it was very much like your indie type um, bands where you know a lot of the music you're listening to were musicians that played their own instruments it wasn't uh, it was sort of starting to merge using electronic um looping but not as much yeah um, but the waves um i love jewel uh crowded house pete murray i'm just trying to think oh, i loved you too back then um yeah just a, a lot of a lot of those type of that genre and then when I started studying it was very much um, a fusion of jazz and blues with a little bit of contemporary element to it um, mm-hmm. preferred that overdoing like going to VCA or you know studying classical yeah that influence uh, you know I was, you know how can you not you know two years of studying that 
got like influence with jazz um, and blues. And, and so there was like one of my songs that were quite heavily influenced the shape up with um, that genre. Um, and, and so, yeah, so I've kind of got a little bit of that influence now. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I've written was 15 years ago. And so now I'm, you know, looking now forward to start writing some new material. So that's kind of being a bit of a challenge um, to find the time. So you and I first met on Instagram a few months ago um, through an, an online stage door singing competition, which you won. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Fantastic. And then you also had some success recently with your song Shape Up, which won the June competition on Radio Eastern's Talent Search. And congratulations yeah. on that too. You've won a bit of a role at the moment. No, absolutely. Um, and three's a charm. I'm wondering what number three is going to be. <laughs> Have to buy a lotto ticket, maybe. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your family then, your, your kids and uh, and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I've got two boys. Um, I was actually just talking to hubby this morning. I had a had a vivid dream and I never have them and I was pregnant in my dream. So I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> unless, unless um, you know, can be, I can – but it's a girl, but still I'm done and dusted. So two boys, um, Max is going to be 11 in a bit over a week. And I've got Jackson, um, so there's a bit of an age gap between the two, who's um, five, almost five and a half. Mm -hmm. um, and so both at school, which is great. And um, so I've got Hubby as well, who's um, really super supportive of um, my my aspirations on, on um, you know, taking a, a leap into back into the music industry um, for myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we've been together for over 20, 20 years now, I think 23, 22, 23 years, something like that. Oh, that's great. Do you see yeah. music at all? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so I'm a bit of a lone wolf in the family. None of my boys have been really super interested in music either. Yeah, right. Yeah. You never know. Um, yeah. So that um, that style of competition, the stage door being all online, did you find that that really suited you with the kids um, being at home or are you finding it a bit easier to get out more these days? Look, I really I enjoyed it being at home. Um, and like with like me saying my husband's very supportive, he – he really, um, if I need to, like even just for this afternoon, if I really need them out of my hair, he'll either, you know, take them out like he has today or if, you know, obviously when we're in COVID we couldn't, um, you know, he'd just make sure he just keep them sort of occupied. Yeah, look, it, either way's fine. Like I know I did have a, a gig in May and so that was, you know, that was fine too. He's happy to stay home and look after them. He's really good. But yeah, yeah. Like, as long as I just said, right, this is what I communicate with him and say, this is what's happening. This is my cutoff. This is what I need to do. This is sort of roughly how much time 
we just kind of, you know, work. He just helps with working around that with me. That's so good. That's so important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Super important. So obviously you've you've talked a little bit about your life before you had children. Um, your music was a really big part of your life. It was you've studied your work as a music teacher. Delve into it a little bit more about was it always your dream to do music? Um, sort of how many how many hours will you you'd be out of the house doing your gigs? Was it a was it like almost a full time sort of commitment to music? Four kids, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, with the study. Um, being immersed in it. Um, I even, my part-time job was at JB Hi-Fi, so it was all yeah. music. Um, yeah, I would have to say even with my spare time on weekends, um, I would spend that, yeah, rehearsing either for the, for my, you know, the corporate duo or even with my friend as well. So, or, you know, all weekday because um, when I had time during the week when I was at uni, so yeah, it was pretty much like night and day. It was yeah, all about all about music beforehand. I didn't really take music sort of seriously up until very late high school. So until I was in um, VCE, then it was like yeah, this is what I want to do. Halfway through year eleven, um, though I did pick up my guitar and start learning from the age of fifteen. But then voice came later. In yeah. Year. Yeah, but before that, I wanted to become an actress. Yeah, right. <laughs> and all that, and I got really crappy, crappy marks oh. in drama, and I was just absolutely shattered and thought, no, no, I'm not made for this, obviously. So <laughs> I'm turned to music now. That was, yeah, that became my passion. Yeah, yeah. So um, when you were pregnant uh, with your first child, did you sort of find performing wise um was a bit more challenging obviously as your body was changing I know I had a lot of issues with breathing I struggled struggled to work out how to breathe properly in my diaphragm while I had a baby sitting mm. um did you sort of find that sort of stuff or how did you go with it I I stopped um well before I I got pregnant because once I started teaching full time I I just thought oh I'll do teaching and that can kind of be sort of you know something that I do while I I um you know try and do my music on the side but once I started full time oh forget it like it just really took over my life um and so about a year and a half after teaching was when I fell pregnant and I remember when my firstborn was six months old I was taking a nap and the guy, this guy, Chris, that we used to do the duo with, he, he called me and I was in the middle of having my nap while my son was having a nap and I was just completely bombed out and he's like, oh, how are you going? Wanted to see what I was up to and I'm just like, oh, I've just I've had a baby. I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. I just, you know, it was just like there was just no thought in my mind at any time soon to get back into any sort of like singing or, you know, in, in music, you know. Yeah. Just wasn't on the radar. 
not on the radar no it hit hit me like a ton of bricks having the first one yeah yeah did you have um, a lot of support around you at that time you have your family in in Melbourne with you or yeah I had my mum is as well as my hubby my mum is so super supportive like even now um I see her every week um and even now that I'm full-time work and she's retired she'll come you know one day a week and she'll kind of give me a hand around the house and that's so good <laughs> yeah really really good and yeah she's also supportive of what I'm doing as well um so yeah even with that support I was just like yeah it's just exhausted mm-hmm. um, but yeah not wasn't until a couple of years later that I yeah there was there was reasons why I wasn't I wasn't 100 percent well I, I wasn't sure what was going on because I know I'd go to mother's groups and, um, you know, the mums, you know, we all say we're tired and, and all that sort of stuff, but the mums still had, like, energy to go out for coffees and things and I'd just be like, no, nah, I just don't have that energy. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought there's just something a bit not right, you know, like why am I just so exhausted that all I can be bothered to do is just take care of my kid and just not have that energy to do anything else mm. other than kind of you know muster the energy to go to um to mother's group and even that was like a, a chore for me too mm. and um so I remember going to to the doctors because I'd get quite sick quite often and, and it would take a really long time to shake off a cold he said oh we'll do a bit of a test for you like you know like a, um, I'll ask you some questions and and I didn't know what he was where he was getting at but he was asking me some questions and he, and he kind of gave me a little number out of a number I don't know if it was out of 10 or whatever and he said oh look you're kind of like borderline you've got anxiety and a bit of postnatal depression but it's not you know it's not extreme but it's you know it's there and sometimes that can have an impact you know, on your well-being and also your um, your immune system. And I was like, okay. So I got like um, one of those uh, those six um, the packs where you get like the six free um, counselling sessions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I had I went to those and and look, it was good. It was good to talk to someone and but I was still very tired and mm. then with more tests and I don't know, I, there was something I read in a book and um, it was it was about candida and candida albicans, which is when you have an overgrowth of the bad bacteria in the stomach versus your good bacteria yeah, yep. and how that can just throw everything out of whack your immune system and you're constantly tired because I remember I would find it really difficult to you know to to sleep as well and it was kind of linked all the way back to also when I realized now when I had Max my first that I was um, I had an intravenous um, uh, antibiotic um, when just before I had him and I think that that massive amount of antibiotics that was pumped into me just completely ruined my gut bacteria yeah right yeah yeah so I was just like in this like like my head was in the clouds for like two years until I finally 
realised what it was because I saw so many doctors that when I went to a nat I went to a naturopath this time that specialised in it, mm-hmm. and he's like, right, yep, did another test to confirm it. I think it was a saliva test, and that confirmed that I had really high levels of the yeah candida and. He's like, right, got me on a candida diet, which was cutting out all sugar, all dairy, all wheat. It was nuts. It was hard. (laughs) Yeah. First month, I uh, was even more exhausted and I was like, what's going on? I should be feeling better. And he said, no, what it is, it's all the candida that's dying off and it's actually pouring out um all the toxins in your body it's releasing it but your body's not obviously not getting rid of it fast enough so yeah oh it was just one thing after the other but my god um probably took me about a good year to kind of feel like I was normal again after that yeah right yeah so there was just like I was just in survival mode Mm. (laughs) yeah literally living Living day to day, just yeah, I was had to do, yeah. yeah, it was really crap. And it was like, and I was back at work just two days a week because that's all I could do. Um, and even the days I was at work, I was just in a in like like a daydream. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I, was, I don't even know, I just functioned. It's um, and and I think because of that, I put a lot of pressure on my adrenal glands as well. So everything was just all over the place. So, and I think that's why I had such a big gap because my, after getting over that, I just, um, my aim was if I was going to have another child, I'm going to be the healthiest that I can be so that when I do have another child, I'm not going to have to go through all that again. Yeah. So, so after you had um, Jackson then, how was your health then? Oh, heaps, heaps better. Um. I had lost, because I put on 20 kilo with my first, so I'd lost all of that. Um, I'd actually stayed off the wheat and the dairy and the sugar, because I found when I went back on it again, I got the candida, but I knew the signs, and then I was like, right, go back onto the candida diet again. So now I don't, and uh, leading up to the pregnancy, and even now, I don't have wheat. I don't, very. It's I cut back. Like I don't have sugar, it's very rare, and dairy I still have a bit of, but my health was so, so good. Um, energy levels were a lot better, weight was a lot, was better. Uh, I still did put weight on, it's just the way my body is when I'm pregnant. Um, and I had a natural birth, I didn't have any, I was like, uh, no, no, they wanted to pump antibiotics into me again, I'm like, not, not having it um especially after what I went through last time so yeah it was heaps heaps better yeah that's wonderful yeah So between your two boys, after you did start to feel better after that sort of year afterwards, mm. did you did you look back into your music at all? I did actually, but it took a complete sideways turn in that when Max was about three, so when I was starting to feel a lot better, um, I was taking him to uh, mini maestros. I don't know if you've got, you probably have mini maestros in South Australia. I think they're Australia wide. 
Yeah, I have heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a little preschool music program and for, for toddlers. And I was taking him to that and then I was taking him to another, another mother's group that was just run by us. And so all the activities were based on, you know, whatever we sort of come up with. And so I was like, well, how about, you know, like, um, you know, some, some days I bring in my guitar and we can sing some songs. And then I started going, well, why don't we make something arty, mm-hmm. something crafty, and then we can use that in the songs and mm-hmm. get them moving. And then with that, I kind of come up with this concept called um, Creative Tots Australia, which is infusing um, music uh, movement and, and crafts and yeah. so I started developing um, lessons, um, creating songs on Garage Band. So, um, you know, using my music background as well as my educational background as well. And, um, you know, made a, a logo. So I had a professional logo made. Um, I had a website made. I've still got the Facebook um, page up, which is one of the links in my um, Instagram, on my Instagram uh, LinkedIn uh-huh. in the bio. And, um, yeah, I bought instruments and arts and crap, like everything that I needed, all my materials and, um, and uh, stuff to promote myself. And I started um, going to, to like, other play groups and saying, hey, you know, I've got this, this new this program. Would you like me to come in and, you know, give it a trial? Um, and you, you know, give me some feedback and what you think. Uh, went to the local library and did the same thing. And um, I actually repainted, carpeted my garage to make it into a space. And I kind of went to or did all the foundational stuff. Mm-hmm. And I fell pregnant with Jackson. So, yeah, I've got <laughs> oh. <laughs> puppets. Oh, that's right. I had puppets as well, man. Puppets. So, like, yeah. I've got all everything's in the garage. Yeah. Um, everything's still there, but it, that's something another project that I'm going to get to. <laughs> it, it's sort of like it's waiting there, just ready for you to pick it up when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, when I'm ready. Not ready yet. Um, there's a few things I want to do first before I go back to it. Yeah. Something that I want to. Yeah, and I did professional development as well. So there's another. Um, uh, program by um, they're very well known in Melbourne um, they do educational stuff for schools uh, books and music for pre uh, preschools and primary schools um, I don't know if you called it I heard uh, Susie and Phil uh, Davis Splitter music is their program so yeah so I did a couple of professional development courses with them so I put a lot into it in that sort of yeah three two two to three years um, before yeah I fell pregnant with Jackson like I was even about to do another course with them um, when I was probably about booked in seven months and it got to seven months it was in January which is a really warm month and I was like nah I can't do it too much so yeah so yeah definitely back into music but more in in a different yeah different manner way yeah find doing that that you you met your own need um you know being involved in music did you sort of feel like you might have been helping the mums too like did you see it as 
but you were also giving something back um, yeah. to to your community, I suppose, and helping yeah. mums. Yeah, yeah, I did actually. I actually, um, I, what else did I do? I was also ending the classes with uh, meditation because I was in, into the meditation at the time too. Yeah, right. And incorporated that. And, and um, yeah, one of the mums in um, did mention that uh, she's like, oh, I've never seen my child so relaxed like that. And wow. I was just good way to kind of you know because you raise them up was a good way to kind of settle them down and bring them down the end of the lesson oh beautiful yeah yeah and not only that I guess you're you're giving some of these kids might not have had any sort of exposure to music and instruments and that kind of stuff before so yes that's fantastic too Yeah, yeah yeah that's true yeah we talked a bit about support earlier you've got your husband and your and your mum um, within your own sort of work circle at the moment or your your colleagues, your music sort of circle, do you have any others around you that share this sort of motherhood slash music experience or do you find not really that no. you might be the only one? I feel very isolated actually. Yeah, right. In the position that I'm in, um, my faculty is very small, so I've only got one other colleague who teaches music and she has no children. Look, actually, my instrumental teachers. Oh, actually, no. I've got two that are that have got um, uh, children. Um, I don't know. Oh, look, uh, one of them, my vocal coach. She, she's got, she's got one son, a young son. I haven't actually, you know, sat down and spoken with her. So this might be a really good thing to kind of open up with them. See, you know, how they, how they uh, cope. Um, with their creativity and um, yeah, balancing that with with kids. But otherwise, you know, like I I've got the Dan Hamill Performance Coaching that I've been part of since October August sorry August of last year, and uh, I'm actually the oldest. It's sort of me, and then 25 is the next eldest, and then it's like 19 and all the way down to eight. So yeah. even the teachers they none of them have got kids so I feel very isolated even within that that sort of performance coaching family that I'm part of as well yeah it's it's interesting isn't it like you you can be a part of something and share something so strong but then that with them lacking that experience of of being a parent Mm. it does it can create quite a separation I guess at different times um have you found sort of any times where and even through your work, that people just don't get it when you're a mum and you need you might need to change something or do something because your kids need you. Like people don't understand. They sort of because they they don't they don't have children. They don't get it. They're like, oh, really? Like, have you found that happen at all? Not not really, actually. Um, I think most people are pretty good. And if if they haven't got children, they've got um, you know close family members that have got young children and um they're they're quite understanding of seeing how they travel you know Mm. and how hard it is for them look it's completely different when you've got your own like you can't compare but you know i think most have been pretty good Mm. that's good too Be my 
So I want to raise the topic, this concept of mum guilt, that um, the phrase that society has created for us. Um, how do you feel about that, the mum guilt? And, yeah, yeah, funny that because I was at a, um, a podcast, a live podcast on Thursday night. Uh, it was filmed, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Melbourne Housewives. Sure have. <laughs> yeah, and you heard of Jackie Gillies? Yeah, I actually, I saw your um, your Instagram post and yeah. I was very jealous. <laughs> uh, it, it, I was a hoot because Julia Morris was on there. Yeah. And it was inter Jackie Gillies was interviewing Julia Morris. And Julia Morris is, um, you know, in the showbiz and she's got two kids of her own. And Jackie was interviewing her and asking her about, you know, how do you find the balance? Um, and she's like, oh, work, works, works, homes, works. So there's no bloody difference. And she's like, do you get guilty, you know, um, being off um, working, uh, especially with the um, gig she's got at the moment with um, I'm a celebrity, get the celebrity mm. out of here because she, she goes overseas for that down to South Africa. And she said, you know what, I used to, she goes, I just think guilt is bullshit and you shouldn't have to. Um, put that on yourself and it's taken me until I'm 53 to kind of realize that so it was like for me it was really good to hear someone else mm -hmm. it's almost that. like it's almost like it validates your own feelings when yeah. you hear somebody else say it yeah so you know what um I she goes I used to come home and go oh give mummy you know lots of cuddles a year worth of cuddles that I missed and she said I don't do that anymore I just come in and slip into um, the the way like as if I hadn't been away for such a long time you know not make such a big deal out of it so it was really good to hear that because um, I do I do feel guilty especially if you know when I'm out um, I'm out on a Monday night um, I've got another lesson on a Tuesday uh, or you know if I'm doing some recording yeah for my um, for my music and that's like I'm thinking that's time precious time I could be with my kids um, so I do feel guilty about that you know mm. um, does that come from yourself or do you feel judgment from society or others yeah I definitely think it's from on myself because I'm someone who's very uh, have a lot of high expectations so I kind of feel like you know I need with the time that I've got especially now that I'm working full-time I need to be spending more time with my children now while they're young um, making sure I have that connection but my husband will always you know he's really good he'll go oh, you, they love you you know they really love you um, remember when you weren't feeling well and they were oh, they're all worried about you you know they really love you don't worry um, so my husband tries to sort of you know say you know don't worry um, don't stress reassure you yeah reassure me yeah do you do your kids um do they get into your music like they know that you're doing music do they are they interested in like do they come to your gigs or anything like that no um look I'd love to one day when I suppose I don't look I've asked Max and if he wanted to come to come to them and he's like nah he's not really too interested <laughs> Um, Sounds like mine. <laughs> yeah, that's my eldest because yeah. he's old enough, you know, to kind of sit still and, and not, you know, muck around and run around the room. Mm. Um, 
oh my youngest would come in a in a in a heartbeat um i think there's one thing that does make me guilty more so with my youngest is that he every time i'm out he'll say i miss you mum i miss you i missed you all the time <laughs> that puts a uh, yeah. you know a um stabs I feel like i was being stabbed you know because i was just like oh no you poor little thing <laughs> oh dear they're lovely aren't they Um, obviously when when you're not a mum you can be anything you want and then you become a mother and and um, do you have this there's a this concept of being more than I don't want to say just a mum because that's not true that we're so much more than just a mum but do you feel like it's important to you to maintain your own identity outside of being a mum so maintain mm-hmm. you know you're a singer you're a wife you're a teacher all that kind of thing is that something that's important yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really good at compartmentalising um, different parts of my life. Like, you know, when I'm a mum, I'm a mum and sometimes even like that I could be I'm doing things with the boys and, and I'm guilty of, you know, being on social media, which is really bad. Um, and But, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like when I'm at school, I'm teacher mode. When I'm, I'm at home, I'm, you know, mum wife mode and when I'm doing my music stuff it's yeah it's I'm I'm musician Alicia you know Alicia Liss so I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. Is that why you chose to have a stage name to separate the the two worlds for yourself? Yeah yeah just to separate the 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 mum I don't know the me to yeah having something separate to identify as yeah do you think, um, do your kids sort of, they're aware of what you're creating? Like they, they see that, that you're making music that, you know, and do you want them to to know that to sort of show them that mums can still do things, I guess? <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it's a good question. No, they definitely know for sure. And they know it's a big part of my life. Like even yesterday um, I was part of the Dan Hamill performance um photo shoot for their um for their marketing they do every sort of three to six months and we were out in the city and I got them to come with me so that they could see where I'm coming everywhere I go every week yep and my eldest was like oh do you come all the way out in the city every week I said yeah I do so it's it's good for them to see that it's good for them to see um I think it's a really good lesson for them to see if you you know that you've got to put hard work in to um, you know to get to seek your rewards. Um, that nothing comes easy, and you do what you have to do um, to get you know what it is that you want. And I think that's like really important. Like you can be, you know the get the best grades but really I think when it comes down to it it's got to do with hard work and dedication so I hope that they they see that 
they see that and then one day that kind of brushes up off on them. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, but yeah, no, they definitely, they definitely do know what I'm doing and you know keep them in the loop. I don't know how much they really sort of care, but <laughs> I know what you mean. yeah, I know. Like the funniest thing I'll tell you, there was uh, one of my showcases um, when we were in lockdown last year. I obviously had to film it um, online. And I'm all done up with, you know, red lipstick because I was and uh, massive eyelashes and dressed up. And I walk out from the bathroom to my um, study and past all the boys. And Max goes, my eldest, Mom, you look ridiculous. <laughs> I said, oh, thanks. And then my youngest goes, Oh, Mum, you look really beautiful, Mum. You look so pretty. <laughs> Just funny the dynamics and oh, how yeah. they perceive what I do to you know um, to put on you know dressing up or part of it to put on a you know a show or performance. That's gorgeous. My little one, he often say that he'll say, "Mum, you look beautiful," and Aww. I might have just sort of put my dressing gown on and I feel like rubbish, but he's there to pump me up. He's a good little fella. Oh, that's oh. yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to? share any sort of any further sort of thoughts on any issues that we might not have um chatted about so far oh just i don't know i suppose it's um just the creating that balance because for me it's always a massive massive struggle um especially now that i'm working full time to find that balance i'm really i'm really good at multitasking but it's forever keeping I feel like I'm always floating above water it'd be, it'd be lovely to know what others are doing but just floating above water um, to find that balance of time for myself for my music um, for work my work demands that I have demands as a mum and and I think the one thing I've learnt is that if you can have at least one or two people like I do that are really supportive um, and willing to help out, like that's everything, you know, like I wouldn't really be able to do all this without the that small support network that I've got, which is my mum and my husband. And any, for anyone listening, like it doesn't have to be a partner or a mum, it could be an auntie or it could be a really good friend or, you know, as long as you've got someone that, yeah, can be, um there to kind of take a bit of a load off or to help out so that you've got that time mm. um, like even last year in lockdown what kept me sane and, and sort of helped with time was we had a live-in um au pair so we had someone who lived I mean we had less space in the house but I had an extra hand so mm. that helped as well so it could be anything really yeah you find find what works what works for yeah. you help get, get that balance um, to find that time to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> you're being pulled in all these different directions and you've got to sort of, like you said before, I think that idea of sort of putting things um, in little compartments and mm. trying to keep things separate, that's um, that's a, a really good idea, yeah. So what do you have coming up in the future, Alicia? In the future, because I have never 
formally released anything. Um, that's a plan that I've got within the next sort of six to eight six to eight months. Um, so working with my current vocal coach, she's got uh, a plan put in place, some goals over the set next um, six months. So one is, um, well, you know, writing up a set list, uh, bio, um, also going to uh, record um, some new music, which I did mention earlier, um, and use that pack that I that I uh, got from the stage door comp to you know yes. fund that and get the video to go with with the song that I can release and some some a couple of professional photos that I can use for the release mm -hmm. uh, and do a uh, she wants me to do a, a launch show as well so if not at the end of the year um, maybe early next year yeah it's very exciting yeah. So you can find Alicia's original music on SoundCloud and YouTube and follow her on Instagram and all the links will be in the episode description. Thank you so much for being on today, Alicia. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, Alison. It's been a pleasure. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch with us via the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you again next week for another chat with an artistic mum.